Welcome to the Lifestyle First podcast, discussing lifestyle medicine and making self-care as easy as one, two, three. One question, two research reviews, and three actionable health tips, all centered around the Lifestyle First method, your blueprint for the 10 key roots of optimal health and happiness. And now your host, lifestyle medicine physician and coach, Dr. Alka Patel. Hello and welcome to Series 4, Episode 3. The theme in the Lifestyle First Method we're discussing today is F for food. So, with each forkful of food you eat, do you ever stop to think about which part of you you're feeding? Now, of course, every part of us needs feeding, but the brain is arguably more important than the body because what you demand from your brain every day is everything that makes you human. Thinking, reasoning, concentration, emotion, memory, all your experiences, work, relationships, happiness. And so, of course, we want to be able to eat in a way which provides the brain our building blocks of everything in our life. And so the one question I'm asking today is clever eating. Is there really such a thing as brain food? And I've considered two pieces of information to support our thinking today. The book Brain Food by Dr. Lisa Mosconi and the research paper The Mind Diet. Now, I think that if we're going to think about the food that is important for our brain, we really should start off by thinking about what the brain is made of. Like the rest of our body, its basic structure is cells, and it's a mosaic of cells, over a hundred billion nerve cells, a hundred billion nerve cells, and just as many non-nerve cells. Now, every cell is surrounded by an envelope called the cell membrane, and a key component of the cell membrane is fats. So clearly, fat is important for brain health. We need that envelope around our brain cells to be robust enough to protect its contents. Water too. Your brain is full of water, and for the purposes of today's conversation, I am classifying water as food. Though, of course, we could open up a whole conversation on that topic alone. So our brain is made up of fat and water. So what else does our brain need? Well, the brain is a powerhouse. Although it weighs only 2% of your body mass, it uses 25% of your daily energy. And the reason it uses so much energy is not only to keep your mind and body processes going, but also to ensure the health of its own cells. And even when you're resting or you seem to be doing nothing, such as sleeping, there is a huge amount of cell regeneration going on and a huge amount of processing going on. All your daytime emotions and experiences are processed during rest to set the tone for your next day and to create that map that you can turn to in your daily decision making. So we need to feed our powerhouse so that it can continue to power up. And the basic energy source that can be utilized by the brain is glucose. So carbohydrates, which are then broken down into glucose, are an important food source for our clever brain. And of course, the source of the carbohydrates does matter for a range of other health reasons too. And we'll talk about this in future episodes. But as far as the brain is concerned, it is only letting glucose through its protective blood-brain barrier. So fat, 
water, glucose. And finally, what the brain needs is protection from damage. And that protection comes from polyphenols, those micronutrients, antioxidants in colorful foods that mop up those overexcited molecules that are bouncing around the brain and causing DNA damage. So fat, water, glucose and polyphenols, our four core brain foods. Let's just take a bit of a deeper dive into fat. So the brain is about 60 to 70% fat and in particular, a group of fats called omega-3s. This forms part of every cell membrane and protects the brain from inflammation and also helps with memory and concentration. And you find omega-3s in algae. Chlorella and spirulina are forms of algae that are safe to eat for most people. But if you choose not to eat algae, then algae-based omega-3 supplements can be an important source of omega-3 for those of us eating with a plant-based approach to food. Now, of course, algae is eaten by fish. So if you do eat fish, then of course, fish is an excellent source of omega-3, especially wild salmon, which also, by the way, contains the antioxidant astaxanthin, which gives salmon their pink colour and adds an extra anti-inflammatory action to your omega-3s. Now, you can also get omega-3s from plant-based sources like flaxseed, but there is a bit of a catch here because what your brain prefers is long-chain omega-3s called EPA and DHA. And these are the two omega-3s found in seafood, whilst the omega-3s in flaxseeds are called ALA and have short chains. And so the short chains need to be converted to the long chains and that happens in the liver and not everyone is a good converter. So you might not get the full benefit of omega-3 if you rely on ALA alone. And just another quick side tact on fats, whilst glucose, as I said, is a key energy source for the brain, the only other energy source the brain lets in is ketones. And these come from the breakdown of fat in our body very different to omega-3, but can be a source of energy when glucose is not available. So back to the brain. What happens naturally over time as we get older is that we start to lose nerve cells. And in particular, in two areas of our brain, the frontal lobe and the hippocampus, which are our centers for thinking and memory. Now that doesn't mean we have to shrink away because we are in a dynamic state. At the same time as neurons are degenerating, new neurons are also regenerating. This is neurogenesis. And we produce around 700 nerve cells in our memory center alone every day. And we can enhance this by what we eat. Because what the MIND diet study found was that we can slow down our cognitive decline and prevent memory loss by what we eat. And there are 10 key components to this MIND diet, which are green leafy vegetables such as spinach and kale, other vegetables such as red peppers, squash, carrots, broccoli, nuts, berries, including blueberries and strawberries, beans, lentils, soybeans, whole grains, seafood, poultry, olive oil, and wine in moderation. And in this MIND study, those who stuck closely to the MIND diet had brains about eight years younger than those in the study who didn't. 
eight years younger. Now, this was an observational study, so it showed a connection, certainly, between food and thinking skills and memory. And there have been many other trials which have shown more of a cause and an effect. So yes, a clever brain, we can eat to protect our memories and support our mood and enhance our thinking skills. So here now are my top five foods that matter for your grey and white matter. These are omega-3s to build cell membranes and reduce inflammation. And we can get these from flax seeds, algae, fish or supplements. Carbohydrates to provide glucose. And we can get this from colourful vegetables. Antioxidants to stop damage and keep that memory sharp. And we can get these from berries. And I'm just going to throw in some dark chocolate because it contains that lovely antioxidant theobromine that also supports memory and cognitive skills. And now here is your lifestyle first prescription. Your three activating actions to take you from knowing to doing. So here are your three activating actions for today. Number one, I really want you to think about your omega-3s today. Are you getting what you need? Now, there aren't any official guidelines for how much is enough, but most research benefits are seen with doses of 250 to 500 milligrams of combined EHA and DHA a day, up to a maximum of even 3,000 milligrams a day. So think omega-3. Number two, it's so easy to make berries part of your everyday. So how are you going to make eating berries a daily habit? So go back to some of those episodes on habits. And remember, every habit needs a hook. So when I pack a snack for the day, I will pack a handful of berries. When I've had my morning coffee, I will have a bowl of berries. When I come home after the school run, we will share a plate of berries. Create that habit. Think berries. And action number three, swap out. Now, chocolate can feel hard not to have in your life, so don't just banish it, just upgrade it. Swap over to dark chocolate. Chocolate with a cacao concentration of 80% or more. Let your taste buds acclimatize. Think dark chocolate. So that brings today's episode to a close. One question, two references and three actions for you. I do hope you have enjoyed today's insights. And if you have, then I would love you to subscribe and share this channel so that you too can spread messages of health that matter. Which now leaves me as always to simply wish you a happy, healthy day. Thanks for joining us on the Lifestyle First podcast making self-care as easy as one, two, three. Don't forget to subscribe and share, and we'd love it if you'd be kind enough to leave a review. To learn more or to arrange a consultation, please visit www.dralkapatel.com. See you next time.